Good morning, Destiny. We have all survived Black Friday, and we are on our way toward Christmas. Well, surprise, Pastor Lawrence is in Roswell, New Mexico. He has all the interns, and they are there visiting the aliens, and another church that um, he ministers at frequently that has a Christian school like ours, so he's doing the Sunday services this morning, and then he's going to be ministering in their Christian school this week to the high school students doing some curriculum with them as well. So they should have fun. You guys pray that they have a great time and a safe trip back. But he will be back for Wednesday night for our Servant Leader Banquet because we definitely want to celebrate all the wonderful volunteers that make Destiny such a great church family, right? So when the cat's away, the mice will play. And today we're going to talk about something fun, or at least I think this is a really fun topic. I actually don't think I've ever heard a message in church on this topic before. We are going to talk about how God created us to be creative. And are you a creative person? Do you know if you're a creative person? Do you think of yourself as a creative person? Are you left brain or right brain? You remember learning about that. If you can't remember which is which, it's pretty easy. You just remember that L for left is the logical side, the analytical side. R is the right side, and it's creative and the artsy side. So if you don't know which side you are, I have a little test for you. We are going to watch a video, and it's a video of a cat spinning. And if you see the cat spinning to the right, if he's spinning um, clockwise, then you are more likely to be a creative person. Go ahead and let's get the video going. And if he's spinning like he's spinning to the left, then you are more likely to be a logical, analytical person. And this is an optical illusion, so if you are extra special, you can make him switch directions and go the opposite way. So which way do you see him going? Is he going left? Logical? Both? Good, I got somebody who's going both. Or is he going right? And he's the creative side. Oh, look. Some of you, you got, I've got lots of people going back and forth. Yay. That means you're both. So that's great. So, okay, we're, I think we've finished the video now. We've finished our video test. So how many right side creatives do I have in here? Well, that's good. How many more predominant logical, analytical thinkers, math people do I have? Good. How many of you think you're both? Oh, I've got a lot that are both. That is awesome. Well, for those of you who don't know, I am a full-time attorney. And I have this confession to make. I think that when I went to law school, I lost myself. I lost some part of me while I was in law school. And I blame law school for ruining my creativity. When you are in law school, their whole goals, the professor's goals, are just to make you think analytical, logical, about every single little detail. So when I say that I lost me, I mean law school changed me. It made me a more analytical thinker. And although that's great, now I can analyze my clients' most complex legal issues. What happened to me? What happened to that creative side of me that just wasn't so logical all the time? I mean, I remember being a little kid and 
I'd sit on my swing and I'd make up songs when I was in junior high and high school. I was in choir and drama. I liked to sew and cross-stitch and craft things. When we were in high school, we did fine arts with our church and I mean, we would do choir ensembles and drama and creative writing and we'd, I mean, I was winning awards for this creative stuff that I was doing and it was so much fun. And then life happened and law school happened and just things just changed about me. Anybody else relate to you just, all this responsible adulting comes along and you're like, what happened to me? You know, I was this vibrant, young, dreamy, young person, and then maybe things happened, things maybe didn't turn out like you thought, some maybe negative things have happened in life, and you're like, some part of me, it just got lost way back there. You know, Pablo Picasso is a very famous painter, and he said, every child is an artist. The problem is staying an artist when you grow up. But in the past few years of my life, as I've really been pressing in closer to my relationship with God, I really feel like he has like flipped some switch on me. I'm not just this logical, all-the-time person. I now have this really creative side, and I just believe that it's something that God has done in me as I've really been pressing into him. And then, personally, though, you know, I don't know that I want to be all that creative because do you know some creative people? You know, creatives can be weird, sorry. Sometimes they dress weird, they act weird, they think weird, they talk weird, and sometimes they even look weird. You know, look at Einstein, have you seen the hair? So, I don't know that I want to be all that creative, but think about the creatives in our society and how they have changed our world. Just simply like, look at Henry Ford. Can you imagine that if he had listened to everyone telling him his ideas were weird? You know, if he'd asked people, what do you need? They would have said, a faster horse. But he had this weird idea. No, I want to create a machine, a car that goes faster than a horse. Can you imagine our world without cars? And what about those Wright brothers? I'm sure that they heard lots and lots of people telling them that their ideas about flying, you are just crazy and that is weird. But can you imagine our world without airplanes? So all of you creatives, you can unite. You are not weird. You are creative and you are divinely inspired. We serve a very creative God. Just think, our world was just nothing, just black void space and God thought up our world. What would you have created if you had just like this dark void space and you were going to create our world? Would it look anything at all like what our world looks like today? You know, Genesis 1, God says, let there be light and water and sky and plants and animals and fish in the water and birds. Would it have looked like that? I think God was very creative in what that he cre when he created our world. And when you look at a sunset and you see the blue sky and the orange and the yellow and the pinks, I just think it's just so beautiful. And I just think how creative our God was to create this beautiful world 
for us. It was just a blank canvas, and he created all of that beauty just for us to enjoy. Then in Genesis 1:27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God created man in his own image. He created you. You are created in the image of God. All that creativity that God possessed when he created this world, it is in you. So this is our first blank. You are created in the image of a creative God. You are created to be creative. Now, some of you, you admit you are creative. You know you're creative. We can just look at your outfit today, and we know, you're, yeah, you're a creative type. Now, for the rest of us who don't maybe go around thinking, well, I'm just a creative. Why is that? I know why that is for me, because I am always comparing myself to other people. I think, wow, I can't do what this other person can do. I just looked at the gifts and talents that God has given other people, and I compare myself, and I think, well, I can't do that, so I'm not creative. But I may not be able to write a song like somebody from Hillsong or Bethel, but I can write a pretty creative legal brief to convince a judge that my client is right. So the point is, stop wishing that you are like somebody else and admiring their gifts and the talents that God gave them. God gave you gifts and talents. He didn't call you to be like other people. He called you to be like him. Ephesians, yeah, God did call us to be like him. You know, Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of the most creative person you know. No. It doesn't say that, does it? It says, Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God. God doesn't call us to imitate other people. He calls us to imitate him. So you be you, the best you that you can be, the most creative you that you can be, formed in the image of our creative God. So why is it that we are talking about creativity today? I think this is such an important topic, and I want to tell you why. You need creativity for all sorts of things. And the first reason why you need creativity is just to fulfill your everyday assignments at home, at work. One place that I've really needed creativity is in parenting. You know, children are very unique, and each one is different. And our girls are night and day. They are so different. And so when it came to disciplining them, we had to get really creative because Faith, our first, you could just give her the mom look and she would just burst into tears and just stop doing whatever it is that she was supposed to be doing, that she wasn't supposed to be doing. Lexi, on the other hand, she is our creative child. And she's just so happy-go-lucky, and she just didn't, I mean, like, nothing fazed her. There wasn't anything you could do to phase the child, to discipline her. So we had to get really, really creative. So what we did, we, we took her beloved stuffed animal Dalmatian dog, so creatively named Spot, the Dalmatian dog, 
And we would put Spot in timeout instead of putting Lexi in timeout. Oh my goodness, you would have thought that the world was coming to an end. How could we do something so cruel as to put Spot in timeout? But hey, it worked. It was creative and it worked. So God wants you to use all that creativity that he put inside of you, the creativity that he has in everyday life situations. So the next time we're facing some problem, we are going to do a little memory technique here, and we're going to put a stoplight up on the screen. And I want you to think, when you're facing something that is a challenge, I want you to think about red, yellow, and green. You're going to stop just stressing out about whatever it is you need a creative solution about, and you're gonna yellow, yield to God and just pray, God, I really need your creative solution to address this problem. And then whatever he's speaking to you about, you're going to green, go do that thing. No matter what he says to do, you're going to go and do that thing. So stop, uh, red, yellow, and green, stop, yield, pray for God's creative solutions, and then go do those things. We're going to repeat this over and over today. It's going to stick in you. When you leave here, every stoplight you're going to see, you're going to say, hey, I'm going to be creative. So you also need creativity at work. You know, work is so much fun. There are challenging people at work. There are challenging situations at work, things that you need solutions for. You know, have you ever gone into a meeting and you've got solution A and solution B and you're going to be talking about the pros and cons of A and the pros and cons of B and then you're going to make a decision. You're going to decide which is, which is it going to be, A or B. And then you're in the meeting and then somebody goes, well, I see A and B, but I don't think we're just limited to that. I think that there's this solution C and everybody's like, oh, we didn't think about that. That's such a creative solution. You know, God can talk to you during meetings and help you have creative solutions to problems. When we were building our house, our builder kept coming and telling me, we cannot hang ceiling fans on your back patio because the pitch of the roof is too steep and the parts just won't fit and we can't make them hang there. And I kept saying, well, ask a different contractor. Somebody's got to be creative. And I mean, like this was an ongoing conversation. I think he just didn't want to do it. But finally, some creative contractor took pieces of metal that didn't have anything to do with ceiling fans, and he designed a plan to be able to hang the ceiling fans. And I'm so thankful to those creative people who can do creative things at work. So next time you're at work, whether it's a challenging person, a challenging situation that you're facing, we're going to do red, yellow, and green. We're going to stop. We're going to ask God, won't you help me please be creative in this situation? And then whatever God prompts you to do, we're going to go and do that thing. Another really, really important reason why you need creativity is just to recognize how God works in your life. You know, God is creative in the way that he does things in your life. So remember the story of the prophet Elisha and King Naaman. And Naaman had leprosy. And he wanted Elijah to come pray for him to be healed of his leprosy. So we pick up in 2 Kings 5, 10 through 12. Elijah sent a messenger to him, to King Naaman. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, 
I thought, everybody say, I thought. Everybody, anybody ever tell God what you think? I thought that he, Elijah, surely would come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord as God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. The rivers of Damascus are better than the rivers of the Jordan River. Couldn't I go wash in them and be cleansed? And so he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman wanted to be healed the way he thought that he should be healed. He wanted to be healed the way that he imagined it happening. And although he went off in a rage, eventually he did come back and do what God told him to do, and he was healed. But first he just questioned everything about what God had told him to do. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, why couldn't I go dip in the clean water in Damascus instead of the dirty Jordan River? I mean, the river's so dirty, I might come out with something worse than leprosy if I go dunk in the Jordan River. And, you know, it just seems logical that Elijah would come out and just pray and wave his hand over my spots and they would disappear. That seems logical. God, why, why couldn't you have done that? Yeah, why not? It just seems more simple, right? But that's not the way God works. Our God is creative, and you have to get to know God's flow and how he works in your life so that you can recognize when God is actually doing something in your life. Daniel 11.32 says, the people who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. You have to get to know your God. God does not solve your problems like you solve your problems. He has creative ways of solving your problems. So maybe you're having a financial struggle and you're just saying, you know, I really need to get a better job. Well, maybe you do need to get a better job, but maybe God has something more creative in mind. Maybe he has this side thing that he wants you to start that, to help you earn some money and maybe that's going to make you more money than your job. Faith was just telling me yesterday about a girl who worked at a coffee shop that she knows, and she was doing photography on the side. Pretty soon, the photography business was paying five times what she was making in the coffee shop, so she quit working in the coffee shop. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe you have some addiction that you just feel like you can't overcome. And you're looking at those things thinking, there is no way, but that's because you're just looking at them with your logical mind and not looking at them with God's potentially creative solutions. You know, we have access to the mind of Christ and to the creative mind of Christ. Just because you have access to something doesn't mean you necessarily use it. Anybody else have any exercise equipment at home that you have access to? But you may not quite be using that, at least not until January 1st on New Year's Day when you set some new resolutions for yourself. But we have access to the mind of Christ, and we don't always access it. When we face problems, we are really good at what? Using our logical minds and using the wisdom of the world to address these difficult situations. But we have not because we ask not. So, again... Red, yellow, green. We're going to stop and we are going to ask God for creative solutions when we have these problems in our everyday life situations. And we are going to go do whatever it is that God asks us to do. There, so, those are situations that we face 
personally where we need God's creativity, but what about impacting our world with God's creativity? Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Do the good things that he planned. God has a great plan for your life. He has a purpose for you. You are his masterpiece. He created you with exactly what he wanted in you so that you could impact your world. You are the only one who can do what God has called you to do. This world is depending on you. It's depending on you to access that creative mind of Christ, to really be an impact in this world. Recently, I was listening to this missionary from Cambodia, and she went and she was rescuing people out of human trafficking. And it was just a terrible situation there. And so she started praying and like saying, God, there has to be a better solution to this than just rescuing these people out of this situation. And God really revealed to her the reason why there was so much human trafficking in this town. And it was because there was a lack of employment. And so people couldn't get jobs other than to work for the human traffickers. That's how they made a living and how they fed their families. So she had this great plan that she was going to create these businesses to employ these people at a fair wage so they could feed their families. So she started creating all these different types of businesses that would work there. And eventually she was getting people out, getting the people who were doing the human trafficking into her businesses because obviously they were running a business, but it wasn't a good type of business. And so it, they, she put their talents to use in creative businesses and it drastically reduced the amount of human trafficking in this city. So what is it in our world that God wants to do? I mean, we don't live in Cambodia, but we still have human trafficking here. And we have all sorts of things, problems that our society has. I mean, we have homelessness and racial tensions and poverty and hunger. We have an addiction crisis, a mental health crisis. We have kids in foster care and kids in orphanages. We have gun violence and terrorism. We have single moms who just need to work two or three jobs just to put food on the table. There are all sorts of problems that our society is facing. And God has creative solutions to all of those things. If we will stop, stop and ask God, God, what is the creative solution that you have to resolve these issues in our society? So we're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to get innovative. And how are we going to do that? And first we have to look at, you know, why is it that we don't do those things, those dreams and things that we think we should be doing? Why don't we do them? And the biggest thing is fear. Fear of failure. Fear that your dream is not going to succeed. Fear that you're not going to be good at it. Fear that you're going to tell somebody else your idea and they're going to say, well, that's not a good idea. You know, the fear of failure has killed more dreams than failure ever has. And have you ever thought that maybe failure is a good thing? Failure means that you actually tried, you started, 
Failure is just part of the process. It's part of your education. Do you know how much money Lawrence and I have spent on failed business ideas? We call it tuition. It was part of our educational process. But hey, we tried, we started, and we learned a lot. And I have learned that when God, God calls you to do something that is outside your realm of knowledge, outside your comfort zone, outside of your life experience, outside of your skill set, you know, that's when he takes over and the miracles happen. So this, the other reason why that we often are really not creative is because we are just in overloaded schedules. I mean, we don't have time to be creative. You're, you just go 110% all day long and you really never give your time, brain time to just enter into any sort of creative thought process. We go, 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 and even if we do have some downtime, what do we do? We veg in front of Netflix. What you have to realize is that we are human beings before we are human doings. We have to learn to just find some time just to be. Make room for some creative thinking. Make room to just spend some time with God and say, you know, God, what is your creative thought process today that you want me to have? So to get creative, we're going to have to think outside the box. You know, if Martin Luther King Jr. had said all the things that he said in the same way everybody else was saying them, nobody would have listened to him. But he was creative in the way that he said what he had to say. And he thought outside the box. We're also going to have to break the rules. You know, creatives are often rule breakers. Just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean that's the way it always has to be done. You know, back in Jesus' day, the money changers were always in the temple. That was just how it had always been done. But Jesus went in and he turned over those tables and he disrupted that. So I really believe God is calling us to disrupt the status quo. Church may not need to look like church has always looked. Ministry may not need to look like ministry has always looked. I believe God is really doing a new thing on this earth. In Isaiah 43, 19, God says, See, I am doing a new thing. I announce it before it springs forth. God's announcing some new stuff to us today. Do you hear it? Are you trying to hear it? Are you taking time to hear it? It's not the same old thing. It is something new. You know, we have been really trained to be good at duplicating. If there's something that we want to do, then we go find a mentor who's already done that. We read their books. We look at their manuals and their systems. And I'm not saying duplicating is all bad. You should do those things if you're trying to start something new. But I'm saying that God wants to do something new, something different, and something creative. So your next blank is, he is calling us to no longer be duplicators. We are going to be innovators. We are going to stop just duplicating, and we are going to start innovating something new. Albert Einstein said, creativity is seeing what everyone else has seen and thinking what no one else has thought. We have an advantage in thinking what no one else has thought 
because we have access to the creative mind of Christ. And all that creativity, God is just longing to insert it into you so that we can transform our world. I believe right here in this room, there are people here, and God wants to put in you creative ideas, creative solutions. I believe that there are books waiting to be written. There are ministries waiting to be started. There are businesses waiting to be started. And there are inventions waiting to be creative. We just have to, what, red, yellow, green, stop. Ask God, help me to be creative. And then green, go, do what God has called you to do. So, how do we access God's creativity in every area of our lives? It starts with practice. Practice makes perfect. We have to start practicing using those creativity muscles. Muscles that you use make you stronger. You use your brain. And, and the easiest way to practice creativity is simply to practice using your imagination. You know, I am the weird person who looks at this concrete floor down here and all the little things, and I see faces and animals and eyes. And the biggest thing that I see are these angel wings down here just because my mind is so crazy about that sort of thing. And now you guys are all going to be coming up here going, where is that? What? <laughs> where, where's the angel that she's seeing? But I just see things like in our tile at home. I see little animals and eyes and the little patterns. Um, Faith was getting her last ultrasound on her heart. And, I, and it was moving. And I was like, oh, look, it's a rabbit running. <laughs> I just see things. But it's my imagination just getting the best of me. So when's the last time that you let your mind creative? I know it's be creative. I know it's really cold outside. But on the next day that there are a bunch of puffy clouds in the air, just go outside and practice. Let your mind just get creative. Use your imagination. What are those clouds? What do those shapes look like? And I have another practice assignment for you. If you have a card today, there are three circles at the bottom of the card. Now, where are my doodlers who have already doodled in the car in the circles? Yeah, see, I know I had some fellow doodlers. So this is just a creativity practice exercise, just to let your mind just, just be and do some creative things. So you're going to turn these circles into whatever you think. You, maybe you're going to draw some faces on it. Maybe you're going to make a little Mickey Mouse. Just whatever you want to do, just use the circles to do something creative. And you can always ask God for his creative thought process. So your God's presence to real life action point this week, your GP2RL is, when you're facing some challenging circumstance this week, you're gonna stop and ask God to give you creative solutions and then whatever he prompts you to do, you are going to go do that thing. 